Welcome to the Dream It Real Igniting Your Inner Coach podcast, where we're all about reconnecting you with your inner power. I am your host, Melissa Lynn Sharp. All the answers that you could ever want are inside of you. This is not about positivity, it's about presence. That's where your power lies. Welcome to episode four, everyone. This is the Dream It Real Igniting Your Inner Coach podcast, and I am Melissa Sharp. Whether you're returning or have been with me since day one, I really appreciate having you here. I'm really excited for this podcast, and I thought today I could give you a little bit more information about who I am, my past, why I became a nutrition and mindset coach in the first place, because Otherwise, why on earth should you listen to me, some random stranger from the internet? The internet is full of those these days, and I want to make sure that if you're listening to me, you actually resonate with what I'm saying. I'm hoping if you've listened to my other episodes, then you already know that you do. And I'm hoping I can continue to support that and and support you in your journey. But in the meantime... I believe that the more information you have about me, the better. I had trouble when I was a kid. I had health trouble and I've always felt a little bit different because of that. I was always set a little bit apart from my peers and I was always extremely shy, extraordinarily shy. Devoid of any ounce of self-confidence kind of shy. And when you're a child, you don't question it. You don't know any different and There comes a point in terms of self-awareness and maturity where you start to realize that not everyone feels the way that you do. There are people who are not afraid to go and talk to the teacher in kindergarten. Your peers can do it, why can't you? And once you latch onto this idea or this realization, it becomes more and more apparent that there's this thing called confidence and you don't necessarily have it. I'm gonna take a quick second to say I'm sorry if you can hear my dog in the background. He's scratching and licking a little bit and I don't feel like locking him away, so I'm sorry. There's a little bit of added dynamic in this podcast. I realized that I guess you could say in essence I wasn't operating as a fully functional dynamic human being. Now, it's not like I was lacking, I was just holding myself back and it was due to debilitating fear. Where that came from, I still don't really know it doesn't matter. All that matters is I'm not that person today that I was 30 years ago, 25 years ago, even five years ago. And that was a gradual process. School generally, school as a whole was very traumatizing for me. I was bullied. I had people constantly make fun of me. And even if they were well-intentioned and it was just a little bit of light teasing, that was That cut me like a knife, each one of those. Because my emotional stability or my confidence was not there to begin with. I did not have that that solid foundation that a lot of people have of the confidence that I needed to get by. I ended up carrying with me a lot of criticism and that was from fellow students, that was from, in some cases, friends, in a lot of cases, teachers. And because I didn't have the fortitude, the inner strength I needed 
to combat those and to see them for what they were as being insulting and somebody else's opinion as opposed to fact and reality. I didn't have that ability to make the discernment I needed to make to put it in a healthy place in my mind. So instead I carried all of this criticism along with me and all of these memories and all of these traumas. Now that's a pretty normal thing. And we all do that from time to time, depending on what hits us the most and what hurts us the most. And if something is significant enough, we'll carry it around for a while before we decide to go ahead and heal it. And that is what became my mission, is self-healing. Because I knew at a very early age, like I said, that things should have been different for me and they weren't and I didn't understand why. I did not understand why everybody seemed to have confidence but me. And while we say that everyone puts on a brave face and walks around and everybody looks like they're good at adulting, but they are not necessarily because we're all just trying to get by. While that is the case, I was still lacking a very significant level of confidence that I needed. And that's what I'm saying is I was aware of that at one point. So armed with that knowledge, I went into a very frustrated phase <laughs> because how do you fix something that you don't even know how to vocalize? I didn't know how to put into words why I was different or what I was lacking. I didn't know it was confidence. Eventually I did. Once I put the confidence label on it, that didn't help me any. I still didn't know how to make it right. So that turned into a quest of 25 years of self-strengthening. I decided I needed to know how to be in a crowd, how to be in a group of people, how to be social, how to engage with other people without constantly overanalyzing what I was doing right and what I was doing wrong. Because if I did anything wrong or perceived to have done anything wrong, I would have it gnawed inside of me for a very, very long time. And those little things are what I had to heal as well. All this time while I was trying to figure out those parts of me that needed healing and why and how to do that, I also was driven forward by this power that I had inside of me, this strength that I knew that one day I could be the person that I wanted to be. I knew who I wanted to become. I knew that I wanted that person to be confident and bold and a leader and just somebody capable of living and leading a vibrant life and to be able to impact other people. But to do so, I had to heal. So that's what was driving me forward through the fear, through the discomfort. And finally, I started to see things shift. I spent two years in the Canadian Forces Reserves. I went to basic training in Shiloh, Manitoba, a beautiful place that I hope never to return to. I completed two and a half months of very grueling training. Was I proud of that? No, I was not. I was extremely hard on myself for my performance there. I was embarrassed by it because I picked everything apart. And I found out years later that I finished it very concussed. I had fallen and hit my jaw on a machine gun I was carrying at the time during an exercise and I got my first concussion. I also got a hairline fracture in the left side of my jaw and that changed my life. I entered into a very emotionally, 
unstable part of my life. And that was because of teenage emotions, for one thing, relationships change, you're growing up, you're becoming an adult, there's a lot more pressure put on you. And that was also because I had this experience that not only was I hard on myself for, but I had never experienced anything like a concussion before in my life. I knew I wasn't okay and I had no clue why. And it wasn't until the doctor pointed it out years later, he said, that was a concussion, you know? I had no clue. Eight years ago, I started to develop some strange symptoms in my body. I had trouble moving my hands, trouble swallowing, trouble breathing. If you want the details, go to my YouTube channel. There are videos about it because that's when I started vlogging in order to help other people through similar circumstances and share my story. So if you want the nitty gritty, go and watch those videos. But for now, just know I was going through some very, very strange medical symptoms and the doctors couldn't di diagnose it. That was about the time I moved from Vancouver to Kelowna. And I moved in with my boyfriend for the first time. Initially, I took three months off work trying to figure my health out because there was significant cardiac symptoms as well. I worked for another five years. I took a total of three years off, three years without going to work. And that was only a year ago. I finally went back to work a year ago. That was one of the most challenging times I've ever had in my life. I would wish that on no one. If you heard my last episode, episode three, I talked about the value of work and how no matter what, you're giving a part of yourself, you're giving during your job. When you go to work, you're giving. And that is a very integral part of being human and being mentally healthy is having that exchange. And not being able to work for three years because I was physically incapable of even going a minute away from home to the grocery store, I almost passed out on the toilet a few times. It was a time I was battling intense fear because I didn't know what was happening with me physically. There were nights I thought that I wouldn't make it till morning. With things not being as medically diagnosable as I needed them to be, I don't know if that was the case or if it just felt that bad to me. I don't know. I might never know. But facing that as a worst case scenario, that sure gave me perspective and that sure gave me strength. Now, during that time, I was not covered by insurance. We were down to one income, and that was not enough. I'm not going to talk about how we got by, but it was crushing. It was crushing. Through that, having spent a lot of time with myself alone, I got to know my thoughts, and I got to know the deepest, darkest parts of myself. And I decided that they were either gonna rule over me or I was gonna make friends with them and use them to my advantage. At that point, I had a decision to make. I was either going to be the person who gave up or I was gonna be the person who fought through this no matter what. And I decided in a very critical moment that I was going to be the person that fought through. And I decided that until death took me, I would not give up without a fight. 
that decision changed my life because it showed me that I had more fortitude than I ever believed. Physical and mental fortitude. If you've seen G.I. Jane, I always resorted back to the scene where she's getting beaten up and she is a very significant one-liner at the end of that. <laughs> but that was my beacon of hope. I could not see light at the end of the tunnel that I had to get through and I made the decision to walk through it anyway. I posted something a few weeks ago that said the decision is always yours. It is always your decision to make, to back down or to fight. You can stay or you can move ahead. You can shrink away or you can fight. I decided to fight. I'd never been raised as a person who would give up, so I decided to fight. It was about a year and a half ago, maybe two years now, two years, that I started to pull through all the physical sensations I was having and I started to put myself back together and to heal. Because as it turns out, I was experiencing some pretty significant whiplash that had never been healed. I had multiple concussions. I remember at one point having at least four in the period of three months. And there were more on top of that too. Through snowboarding, through hockey, there was a truck accident and stress compounded on top of all of that. I did not know that when I was going through what I was going through. It took putting a lot of pieces together, a lot of research and a lot of self-discovery to realize that, that was what happened to me and that's what was going on. Now, how does the nutrition fit into all of this? When I was sedentary for three years, I gained about 40 pounds and that was emotional eating, that was not living healthy at all, not making healthy choices, not being able to exercise, not being able to move. And I came out of that at the end with a very significant disordered eating problem. <laughs> and I wanted to heal that. I wanted to heal my mind, I wanted to heal my body, and I wanted to start eating for fuel again and build the right habits, and I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know where to start. I also realized that my best bet physically is to be self-employed where I can control my environment and I can take care of myself and my body when it needs to be taken care of because I still have limitations. I still experience symptoms and they still can get aggravated. So I realized to be self-employed and to be a coach, I would have the biggest impact and I would be able to heal myself and heal other people at the same time. And that was really, really, really important to me. Now I chose nutrition coaching because I have always been into health and fitness. So it was a natural union, but I needed it more than ever at this point in my life. And I wanted to be able to share that with others as well. And I found my certification course that I ended up taking. And that is one of a kind from what I've seen because it deals with the emotional aspect of eating. And I learned to help people in a very sustainable way, a healthy way, a way that doesn't stress the body or cause more disordered eating. It heals it instead. So it came to a grand finale, so to speak, and my life changed a lot. 
So should you listen to me? No, unless what I'm saying is really resonating with you. There is a coach for everybody. If you jive with someone, you know. There is a coach for each time of your life. You may resonate with what I'm saying now and not later. But I want you to know who I am because if you're gonna take advice from somebody, you ought to know their story. If you have any feedback or if you have ever experienced something similar and wanna reach out, please do so. I would love to hear from you and I love feedback on any of my episodes or articles I post. Thank you once again so much for listening. I really appreciate you and I will see you all in the next episode. Thank you.